The Pat Kenny Show with MasterCard. Share an extraordinary experiences all over the world with priceless cities at priceless.com. This is News Talk. The Eason Book Club on The Pat Kenny Show. Sharing book recommendations with book lovers every month. This year's Eason Book Club it had a quick look, well, a detailed look, at The Night Boat to Tangier, which is uh, by the celebrated author Kevin Barry. So uh, this is a round robin now, folks, because I'm in a studio in Cork, but in the studio in Dublin, we have Claudia Carroll and Caroline Foran. Good morning to you both. Morning. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? I'm very well. And on the phone, uh, about, ooh, I'd say about 30 kilometres in the other direction from me here in Cork is James Cavan, who's on the telephone line. James, good morning. Hello, also from Cork. <laughs> yes, this can only go horribly wrong, I will predict in advance, but we're going to go through it. Uh, Caroline, you were in studio with me talking about another topic recently and you couldn't remember the name of the book. Did you get around to it? I did get around to it. I finished it and it was The Night Boat to Tangier and I feel like when we talk about it, I'm going to become the most hated member of this book club because <laughs> I was not a fan. <gasps> You're not a fan? No, and I think Kevin Barry's a very acquired taste and I get that it's very... Um, intellectual and very well written but for me it was just like overwritten to be honest and I'm okay, nervous well te- I'm gonna, you're going to get mean text now no 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 it's okay we're <laughs> going to stick with you now now that you're in the, in the no. crosshairs we'll leave you there describe the book Okay, so it's about two ageing gangsters from Cork who are sitting in a terminal in the south of Spain waiting for a boat a night boat that may or may not come from Tangier and they're looking for um Maurice, Maurice's daughter, who has... No, been, hang on, hang on. If he's from Cork, he's definitely called Morris. Ma- Don't Maurice, call him Maurice. Sorry, Maurice. <laughs> Morris, um, his daughter, who they haven't seen in three years, and she went off to um, live with, with different travellers and stuff. And basically, it just goes back and forth in time between the, the present time of the terminal, which is kind of like a purgatory for the guys, and back to their past, which was drug fueled. Um, they were big drug dealers, drug sellers, and the toll it takes basically on, on them as people on their relationship on their family and everything like that and to be honest I just kind of felt like it's a good story and it could have been told in maybe two chapters and then it just kind of went on and it's it's very it's very like prosy poetry and you don't I didn't really know what I was reading most of the time so mm. yeah but I, I also it, felt like I was kind of missing a trick because all the reviews are like it's amazing yes they're really really positive uh, yeah. um, Claudia uh, what did you make of it are, are you also not a fan in a single word I thought it was masterly <laughs> I thought it Fantastic. was like um, a Samuel Beckett, except hysterically funny. Um, just to give you a, a potted uh, character history. So it's we've got Charlie and Morris and they're waiting in this terminal and it sort of starts out, it, it all takes place over 24 hours. They're waiting on uh, Charlie's daughter who's called Dilly and who's maybe 22, 23 and who's travelling uh, around and who's fallen in with this kind of new age gang who are based um, in, in Tangiers. They're waiting on her ferry to come in and they know that it will happen on this particular date but they don't know if it'll be at dawn or at, at, at midnight. So it all takes place over 24 hours but in that 24 hours we get a potted history of these two men's linked lives and yes they're, they're criminals but very much I thought at the lower level of the plankton chain and it starts at one of them Charlie um, is missing an eye we don't know why and Morris can't walk and again we don't know why so there's a feeling that between the two of them they're a whole person 
Um, but we discover as as the day wears on, we discover exactly how it is, why they're waiting for Dilly to turn up. And it's waiting for Gado. It, it sort of started out for me, the two characters, the affection between them, the love between them and the banter between them is hysterically funny. Kevin Barry has hold, the hold, gift. Hold, hold, yeah, no, I'm not going to disagree with you there, but these guys are bad guys. They're, they're former criminals. They're, they're the dark side of you humanity. See, How can is, you say they're This is great in the crack? hands of a skillful author like Kevin Barry. No one is a bad guy, Jonathan. You know, pe- people aren't born bad. And I think re- the skill of Kevin Barry is that you find out why. Like life is what makes you like that. So and also there's a sort of a, a, a threatening undercurrent of why did the daughter leave? Why is she so anxious not to have anything to do with a father who obviously deeply cares for her? Um, but I, I just thought I wish I knew Kevin Barry because I'd ring him up and I'd say, please, can this be a play? It well, be it was brilliant. originally commissioned as a play for the Abbey, actually. Oh, OK. Yeah. So and I think so you can you tell it. that when you read it, it's very, it would be perfect for the Abbey. It would be absolutely mm. stunning. But, but OK, um, look, I, I, we, we've won. We've won in favour and won opposed. James Kavanagh, you have the deciding vote of the regular <laughs> panel here. So uh, can we have the vote, please, of the East Cork jury? Do you know what? I'm a bit of both, and I know that's such an annoying answer, but there was that a lot of That is an incredibly annoying was, answer. <laughs> I, it's like a, a politician answer. But no, there was a lot of the book that was like heavy poetry, which I kind of found hard to um, keep my attention. But there was a lot of the relationship between the two guys that I loved. And in my mind, when I'm reading books, I often like put, them, put the image of the people onto real people. And I kind of thought they were like um, only fools and horses, the two guys. Um, and the, the the descriptions of the you know one of the guy having a missing eye and the other one having a, a weird leg it kind of I kind of fell in love with them a little bit in terms of the I know they're really bad criminals and their stories that they kind of brought up throughout the book would you know try and make you hate them for what they've done and but there was this kind of beautiful friendship that was recorded throughout the book which I loved and um, so I kind of I I liked it but there was just as Caroline said I think it could have been written in about two or three chapters but it was a nice story I think a friendship mm, um- Look, I mean, this is the third book from Kevin Barry, and obviously the first two were critically acclaimed, Claudia, as you as you pointed out. But uh, I'm I'm taking from the two reviewers who were not abundantly in favour of it. Would you have preferred, Caroline, if, if if it never was, if if it had been kept to either a short story or indeed a screenplay? Um. I think for me, I would have enjoyed it a lot more as a play. I just think I had to wade through an awful lot of the prose, which is, it's very well written, but I just was kind of like, can we get to the point? And it is very like waiting for Godot. And I did feel like I was waiting for something that never really happened. Um, but yeah, I think it would, I think it would lend itself well to the screen or to, or to a play more so than a book. I just, I, I struggled through it now, to be honest. And I, I mm. know people will think I'm thick uh, for look, that. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Because look, again, I, I didn't bring this with me on holiday, but it's the, I, it, feels to me like the kind of book that you know had I completed because I only started it um, two days ago it, it, it you know it, if I got that and I was lying on a sun lounger I would go and mother of God I can't be reading poetry oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah. It, it is Claudia in that context it is a particular type of book that might appeal to a particular I, type I of don't highbrow it's... person like yourself <laughs> oh no God I'm far from highbrow but um, no I, I didn't think that the prose was poetic at all I thought it was he, Kevin Barry for me is the gift of being able to simultaneously terrify you and make you laugh in a single sentence. I think his characterizations are visceral. Can I just read you out one line that made me laugh? He looked as if it were all turning out just as he'd been warned. A Catholic, in other words.
<laughs> Look, we are we are obviously clearly split as a panel. So let us bring in our book club caller who is on the desk. Lorna, good morning to you. Good morning. So tell me about your book club. Who's involved? Well, there's 16 of us in our book club. So we are uh, larger than most. But uh, of the 16, 12 of us normally meet um, every six weeks. And uh, we are a collection of school mums who met through our children's school. And we decided that book club would be a good idea to actually have some proper conversation rather than chit chat <laughs> in the schoolyard. <laughs> How much drink is consumed at your book club? <laughs> It's all very, it's all, it's all just tea and cake, really. It's tea and cake. Ah, well, that's fine. So at um, least you can you can discuss <laughs> it in sobriety then. What did you make of this particular book? Because it divided our panel, so I'm pretty sure it divided your club. Absolutely divided us. Uh, split down the middle. Um, interesting that it was the, the girls who had the, the science backgrounds who just couldn't get into it at all. They found that the movement within the chapters completely distorted the narrative they thought it was chaotic um yes us with the arts background um actually really loved it um so half of them didn't finish it and the rest of us uh read it to the end and we'll read it again um oh God, agree so, hang on, we, we failed to fa- failure to finish that's that's very unusual isn't I, it? absolutely absolutely yeah yeah and that's for, for our book club that is unusual um, but they just couldn't get through it. They just find it, it was just the, the story of searching for Dilly. It was just the the circular uh, arrangement of the, the chapters. They just couldn't get they couldn't get into it. Um, and would you would you normally have agreement, said, or would you have uh, uh, like uh, obviously people will view things differently? But how unusual is disagreement like that amongst you? Uh, we didn't agree on the country girls. That was the last book that we read, and that was fairly split. But this one definitely divided divided the group. Okay, and what uh, do you do normally like what then? What would you, what would be the books that you would would definitely go for? Well, Elmer Elephant was our first book, and that was that was I suppose a bit a typical book club read. Did you so enjoy that was it? A hit with everyone, yeah, it's a lovely story. We did. We all enjoyed, and it 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 was like this in that it had some really tragic moments in it, and it, it was yeah. funny. Yeah, but at the this, same time, and it's very character driven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where is okay. Well, we'll come here. We wish you and all of your friends who who gather together and uh, talk about non-school things and books. We hope the next one doesn't divide you as much. But uh, Lorna, thank you very much indeed. And I think e- even though Claudia, you, you're a huge fan, uh, that, isn't that what literature is supposed to be about? Particularly the kind of more complicated stuff is that you're not going to embrace everybody. Well, I mean, this again, is it. You, you know, you this bring is it back why... to Godot or Ulysses exactly. or whatever. You don't all yeah. finish them. Um, and also, this is why you're in a book club because you'll have three different people and you'll have three completely different viewpoints. On, but for me, I. I think this book is going to win every award it going. Will. I really do. I think it's masterly. Caroline Foran, did you finish it? I absolutely did finish it. I finished <laughs> it about 10 minutes before I got here. Ah. <laughs> Great difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> James Cavendish, did you finish it? I did, and I'm in the middle of my Ballymaloo cookery exams, and I still managed <laughs> <laughs> well, look. It, 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 look again. We like when they divide because uh, sometimes it, it's good to have a bit of division because you have something to talk about. So it, we're going to leave it as, as a split verdict. But it's definitely one of Claudia's favourite books that she <laughs> read this year. So look, we have to pick what book we're going to go with next, right? So we have four books that Eason have recommended for the month of August. Uh, the first of them is called "The First Time Lauren Paling Died" by Alison Rudd. Apparently, she may have died a number of times yeah, just from the title. title. Yeah, uh, Lauren Paling is thirteen years old. 
world the first time she dies and each time she dies new lives begin for the people who loved her while Lauren enters a brand new life too but in each of Lauren's lives a man called Peter Stanning disappears and in each of her lives Lauren sets out to find him so there's a bit of a mystery theme running through that as well as to what happens to poor old Peter um, Whisper Network is the next book it's by Chandler Baker four women learn their boss is next in line to be CEO but this is a man who's always been surrounded by rumours rumours about how he treats women what will happen when they decide enough is enough all four women's lives as women, colleagues, mothers, lives, friends, even adversaries are about to dramatically change as a result. Uh, The next one is from Naomi Wood. It's called Hiding Game. In 1922, Paul Beckerman arrives at the Bauhaus Art School and is immediately seduced by both the charismatic teaching and his fellow students. Paul finds himself falling deeply in love with a mesmerising Charlotte. But Paul is not the only one vying for her affections. Oh no, there's a long line. And soon, an insidious rivalry takes root. As political tensions escalate in Germany and the Bauhaus finds itself under threat, the group of friends drift apart only to be brought together with a revelation of a dark secret some decades later. Oh, that sounds like a perfect one to be reading on your hollybobs, doesn't it? It really does. Uh, a Nearly Normal Family is the final book. It's by M.T. Edvarsson. Now, 18-year-old Stella Sandal stands accused of the brutal murder of a man almost 15 years her senior. She's an ordinary teenager from an upstanding local community. What reason could she have to know a shady businessman, let alone kill him? Stella's father, who is a pastor, a mother, a criminal defence attorney, well, that's handy. You, you, you need the lawyer in the family. Uh, find their moral compass is tested as they defend their daughter while struggling to understand why she is a suspect. So we've got four good ones there and... No um, lovely it, rom-coms the, in the mix now? No, the, well I mean... <laughs> the no, Whisper I mean, Network sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, the Whisper Network is reasonably good. I mean, hiding game. Look, there's, there's a bit of you know what goes on there, definitely, oh, by the good. sound of it. Um, we have to pick one of you. And uh, James, the good news is it's you. You have to pick uh, one of those four books. Not now. Just have a think over the weekend. And we will come back to you on Monday to see uh, which you picked up for August. Um, are you going to be able to cook us any food one of these days? Because if you're spending all the time on this cookery course, we'd like a bit of grub next time you're in. Do you know what? This is my last week. So the next time uh, we have our book club, I'm going to be in the studio and I'll bring a picnic basket full of treats. Yes. Okay. Hold you to we that. Totally holding you to that. <laughs> Caroline Ford, Claudia Carroll and James Kavanagh and indeed to Lorna who was on the line as well. Thank you all very much indeed. Apologies to Kevin Barry if you're listening, but you know, you didn't Sorry. bother writing the book unless you were going to divide opinion in some shape or form. 